the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Ukraine's government calling for an emergency meeting of the UN Security Council to counter the Kremlin's nuclear blackmail after Vladimir Putin revealed he wants to station atomic weapons in Belarus. One Ukrainian official says Russia took Belarus as a nuclear hostage. At a Saturday campaign rally in Waco, Texas, former President Donald Trump urging supporters to vote him back into office. You will be vindicated and proud, and the thugs and criminals who are corrupting our justice system will be defeated, discredited, and totally disgraced. Help is quickly being sent into one of the poorest regions of the United States after deadly twisters tore through a path of the Mississippi Delta earlier in the weekend. At least 25 are dead in Mississippi. This is SRN News. Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya. Paul Allen, PA on the mic. And there's LeBron James. He didn't just like write, wow, or nice job. He wrote my name. And I was just flabbergasted and touched. It kind of put it all into perspective for me. Maybe that there are more opportunities given by God to share the gospel. Streaming on Apple Podcasts and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. If you like what you hear on air each day on AM 1280 The Patriot, drop by and give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. You can visit us on the visual side of things by searching for AM 1280 The Patriot on Instagram. Connect soon on your preferred social media platform. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot. Inside your 4 o'clock hour, stay tuned. The Victory Hour with Andrew Parker coming up in moments. Right now, a quick look at your weather forecast. Tonight's low, 23 degrees for your overnight. Monday, partly sunny for the afternoon with a high of 42 degrees. AM 1280 The Patriot. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Divorce forces a father to focus on what's most important, his children. You may no longer be a husband, but you'll always be a dad. In the divorce process, this comes down to three key concerns, physical custody, decision-making, as well as financial support. Each of these is important, and it's important that you choose a lawyer that cares as much about these issues as you do. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Want a place where your child learns to form their own opinions, seek the truth, and see the world through God's lens? At Liberty Classical Academy, love of God and country is not controversial. They teach the foundational principles of Western civilization, including the U.S. Constitution. They're raising up the next generation of responsible citizens this country needs. Discover how your child can begin a life that inspires at Liberty Classical Academy. Schedule a tour today or attend an open house. Search for Liberty Classical Academy. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. 
And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog water softener now at Commerce Water. You'll also save an average of 700 gallons of water and over 300 pounds of salt this year. Do it right the first time with wet technology from Commerce.com. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. Bernie knows his It's way Sunday, 4 o'clock, so and what does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and every Sunday, we bring to you discussion of politics, Israel, and the law. This week, we're going to focus on one of the biggest issues really in world history, uh, many would say, and that is the pandemic. A disease, a crisis, a world health crisis that costs the lives of millions. Shut down economies around the world, billions upon billions affected People's lives, many, never will be the same. And the question of, in retrospect, how did our public health officials, how did our public policymakers handle this crisis is worth asking and worth worth talking about. This week on the show, we're very lucky to have someone who has had a unique position in this public policy crisis because he is a physician, a lifelong physician, his profession, Uh, and in fact, uh, named not too long ago as the Minnesota Family Physician of the Year, Uh, top drawer in his profession, but also a public policymaker, giving his time and energy to public service. For many years in the 90s and 2000s, he was on the school board here in the state of Minnesota in the city of uh, Waconia. And if we have time, which frankly, with this topic, I doubt we will, we may talk about what's going on in the school's of this great country and and right here in Minnesota. Uh, But he also was elected in 2016 to the Minnesota State Senate and served from 2017 to 2021 in the Senate. He decided not to run for re-election, but rather to try to get the Republican nomination for governor to run against Governor Tim Walz. And in 2022, he was successful in getting the Republican nomination and was the Republican candidate for governor this last election, just last November. Now, Scott Jensen lost that election to Tim Walls by about seven points, but did uh, quite a bit better than the previous Republican candidate for governor. And many believe that the issues related to COVID and the fact that Scott Jensen was, Dr. Scott Jensen was one of the first to come out and talk about 
some of the errors that were being made, not just by Dr. Fauci, but by many others in, in the public policy, public health policy world. Way back in April of 2020, remember, just weeks uh, after, maybe a couple of months, but weeks after the first uh, victim of the pandemic was here in the United States, Dr. Jensen had looked into this and uh, he was on, I believe it was Fox News, talking about ways to deal with this very serious, and Dr. Jensen talked about it as a very serious health crisis. He was called, he was vilified, he was attacked for uh, continuing to today, but certainly for the past three years, two, two plus years, and he was attacked as uh, a liar, a quack, someone who uh, is just pushing his own personal political agenda. Well, I wanted to talk to Scott, uh, Dr. Jensen, who's been on the show, both as it relates to his gubernatorial campaign, but even before that, and even before he ever announced or was thinking about running, he has been on the Victory Hour, and we've talked about this very issue. But I wanted to talk to him today about... You know, this isn't about told you so, but Dr. Jensen's message was on point from the beginning, and more should have listened to him. Dr. Fauci, who still does not back down from his position, is now having the sheets thrown back. And uh, truth is starting to be revealed, in particular as it relates to the origin of COVID-19. So we're going to talk to Scott Jensen about the issues that he spoke of years ago, the attacks that he has suffered, and the most recent fifth complaint at the uh, Medical Board of Examiners who field complaints against physicians. Five complaints over a period of time were filed, all of them thrown out, filed against Dr. Jensen. And we're going to talk about the latest victory that he had and how uh, some of that affects his messaging, or maybe it doesn't affect his messaging, because truth is truth, and it does not change even when you are being attacked. Jot this down with your number two pencil. We've got ours right here, and your yellow pad because coming up in the next few weeks we're going to continue and uh, complete the Minnesota Congressional Delegation Parade on the Victory Hour. As you all know we have had on the show over the last several weeks Tina Smith, Dean Phillips, Angie Craig, Pete Stauber, Michelle Fishbach, Brad Finstead, all have been on the Victory Hour again over the last several weeks. And Tom Emmer will be joining us in just a few weeks on April 23rd. The majority whip of the United States House of Representatives will be on the Victory Hour. And uh, on April 16th, we're going to take a break from Congressional Delegation of Minnesota on the Victory Hour and talk to Brian McClung, Press Secretary for Tim Pawlenty, who is uh, a regular on Almanac. Brian will be with us on the 16th. Next week, join us as I'm going to be talking the entire hour about getting a few things off my chest. Yes, indeed. The prerogative of the chair is being taken. So next week, uh, make sure to join us as I think you're going to be interested in some of the topics that I'll be discussing. Uh, I want to bring on now our special guest, uh, Dr. Scott Jensen, and I want to thank you, Scott, once again for joining us on the Victory Hour on this very important topic and very timely to- uh, for discussion on it. Well, thank you, Andrew, for having me on, and and thank you for letting me do something a little different, whereby 
I'm actually doing a Facebook Live at the same time that we're doing this live radio broadcast. So you can actually be watching Andrew interrogate me over the next uh, four or five <laughs> minutes, and we can have some fun. But I think that it would be appropriate to start out by saying this. Andrew, you asked me a few minutes ago before we started about how did this come to be that I'm sitting in front of the Minnesota Board of Medical Practice. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize that so many of us that have been drawn into this conversation with the pandemic didn't see a pathway three years ago that looked like what our lives have been. And I mentioned to you the Old Testament story about Jonah, where Jonah was given a dictate that he had some tough duty in Nineveh that he had to do. And Jonah said, no, thanks. I'm heading off to the Mediterranean. And I would just want to be clear to people. I, had I known, I think I would have been just like Jonah saying, I don't need this. I'd rather take a Mediterranean cruise. But the whale got a hold of me and spit me out where I needed to be. And now I think that in the same way that your voice, Andrew, has elevated some of the hard topics of the last three years, I think we have to turn our attention to the book of Esther, 414, and ask ourselves, have you considered that you're in the position you're in for such a time as this? Many of us have had our comfortable lives turned upside down, and we've been vilified and demonized, and it doesn't feel right. It feels ugly, but here we are. So, to start at the starting point, it was literally almost three years exactly. It was March 17th was the first lockdown in Minnesota. It was going to be for a couple of weeks, and then it got extended again, and it got extended again. And in early April, I was asking, do we really have this right in terms of what businesses we're saying are safe or non-safe? Do we really have this right in terms of what's essential and non-essential? And that- Because these lockdowns were killing companies, small businesses in particular. And they were killing individuals. We already saw the the suicidal ideation on yes. so many people's minds just crank up. A recent study indicated that more than 10% of physicians over the last 12 months have thought about committing suicide. Mm. Every year, we have three to 400 physicians commit suicide. During the COVID pandemic, I had the unpleasant experience of having too many people call me and say, my son. My grandson, my niece, they've committed suicide. Horrific. horrific. Yeah. Just absolutely horrific. But this is where it started. And so it was fairly early on that we could see that the lockdowns weren't doing what we thought they would do. And then we, we started to see public policy really not come home because originally we were told no masks. But then three months later, all of a sudden, masks were the thing. So that's where we're going to have to talk from after the break. That is indeed. And you just, you can't identify or find any more serious a topic uh, than this. When you're talking about not just politics, but the government and our public policymakers and the importance of decisions that they are making, none more important than those that they made during the pandemic, during the public health crisis uh, that gripped this entire country, indeed the entire world. We're talking to Dr. Scott Jensen, Republican gubernatorial candidate for governor. You know him well also as Dr. Scott, and he is someone who has spoken about COVID-19 since the very beginning. And he has looked at it with a sober eye and has assessed it as a doctor. People didn't listen. They vilified him. They attacked him. They continue to do so. But now it is starting to come clean, clear, become clear that, in fact, he understood of what he was talking and had more listened to him. We may well have been better off. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. And make sure to stay with us. Go to ParkerDK.com. It's going to be a short one, so don't go far. We'll be right back. Stay with us. AM 
1280 The Patriot. A record of success second to none. Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm, the numbers tell the story. The last five cases our lawyers have brought to trial have resulted in million and multi-million dollar verdicts for our plaintiff clients and zero defense verdicts for our defense clients. Put simply, we try cases and we win cases. Hi, I'm Andrew Parker. At Parker Daniels Keyboard, we take our work personally and we go the extra mile. That is why some of the biggest law firms, locally and nationally, send cases to us to handle when they can't. If you have a challenging and critically important business or personal legal dispute that must be favorably resolved, whether regarding a contract matter, a business divorce, a real estate dispute, an employment dispute, a civil rights or defamation matter, plain talk if it's a big deal, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. The greatest red carpet you'll ever walk is through your front door. We're Dr. Josh and Christy Straub, marriage and leadership coaches and hosts of the Famous at Home podcast. With a realistic, grace-filled look at the struggles families face today, we cover topics designed to help you become a rock star under your roof, set healthy rhythms between work and home, and build a rock-solid marriage. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Famous at Home on your favorite podcast platform. The best way to get a good night's sleep is having a good pillow. One that won't go flat. One that you can wash and dry as many times as you want and it maintains its shape. One that is made right here in the good old U.S. of A. Well, there's one place and only one place where you can get all of that. And that's from the My Pillow guy, Mike Lindell. The creator of the best pillow that revolutionized the sleep industry. Mike is offering his premium My Pillows for his lowest price ever right now. You can get a queen-size premium my pillow for $29.98. That's a $40 savings. King pillows are only $5 more. How do you order? Call 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902 or go to mypillow.com and use the discount code VICTORY. That's right, discount code VICTORY. For this special offer. We're back. It's the Victor Aram, Andrew Parker, and we have a special show today as we're talking about perhaps the most important issue of our lifetime, and that is the pandemic in retrospect as we have as our special guest, Dr. Scott Jensen, Republican gubernatorial candidate for governor here in the state of Minnesota, uh, a doctor, uh, award-winning doctor, a physician who uh, knows science. He knows about scientific thought, analysis, research, study, how you reach conclusions this sort of way of thinking about uh, issues that are often mysterious. And he was looking at, as we were talking on the other side of the break, and I want to pick up where we left off, he was looking at this early on in the response to the pandemic by our public policy, by our elected officials, public policy decision makers. And starting to question, is, is that really meeting with scientific thought, with what we knew. Uh, Should we be locking down? Should we be closing the schools? Uh, What did you find? And what were you talking about at the time? And how was the response to what you were saying? Well, the response was entirely too political. So when I was accused recently of politicizing the pandemic, I found that laughable. It had already been politicized. This was actually politicized before COVID had ever been announced. Bottom line is 
there were probably two things that really got us in trouble. First, we had a certain arrogance that there had been no work done from 2002 with SARS-CoV-1 to 2020 and that we were babes in the woods. That wasn't accurate. We had done studies for 18 years. Who should have been doing that work? We had work being done by the CDC, by the FDA, by highly accredited NIH, NIH, Stanford, Harvard, Yale. We knew that there were certain things that would potentially work and certain things that wouldn't. So many arbitrary decisions that were made in 2020, whereby the previous 18 years of information was just thrown out the window. For instance... We weren't using, from 2002 to 2020, broad-based mask mandates for influenza epidemics, despite the fact that in 2018 we had a tough year and we had 80,000 people die in this country from influenza. Because the data, the studies, the OSHA criteria demonstrated that if you've got a mask that has a 5-micron pore and you've got a particle 150th that size, you're not going to be able to prevent transmission. You may be able to mitigate and reduce the amount of particle matter that gets through it because of natural collision. And with N95 masks, there's polymers involved and some electrostatic fields is involved as well. But the bottom line is there was an arrogance that we didn't know anything from 2002 to 2020. So here, we're just going to declare science. And you don't get to declare science. We knew stuff about masks. We knew that the people that had gotten SARS-CoV-1 in 2002 a good share of them, greater than the majority, still had antibodies present five years later. These things mattered. We didn't need to be having some of the conversations we had. We knew fairly early on that the lockdowns weren't working. We knew that the locking in of nursing home patients into a facility that was infested with active viral transmission of COVID-19 was a horrific thing to do. We knew that locking kids out of school fairly early on was not getting us what we wanted. We knew that one size doesn't fit all. You don't have to treat Hennepin County the same as you treat Kitson County in northwestern Minnesota. It didn't make sense. We knew that what we were doing to the nursing home patients were terrible. We understood fairly early on that if you started using ventilators, and this is a horrific thing that happened, and many physicians have said this, that they have had nightmares because ventilators were used not necessarily for the care of the patient, but because they thought that would help reduce the potential transmission from that patient to others. So ventilators were used aggressively. The death rate typically on a ventilator is about 40%. That's a big deal when doctors put a patient on a ventilator. During the pandemic in the early months, it went from 40% to 80%. And in some centers, it was over 90%. You get put on a ventilator, 9 out of 10 people are going to be dead. These are the things that we learned fairly early on. And we learned that the goalposts were being moved. And when that happened, you could just feel the confidence in public health administration literally evaporating. Then we went on and we had mandates. We had the models. Remember the models. Minnesota was going to have 74,000. 1,000 people a day in July were going to die. We didn't even get to 10 some days. Yeah, it was thousands off per day. Yeah, it was orders of magnitude off. And then we had the epidemic of fear. Then we had the expansion of government. Then we had the executive powers. Then we had governors saying, we're going to tell pharmacists, don't dispense this medicine because we don't think we want to have this done. And then four months later, they would rescind that. And they wouldn't tell anybody they rescinded it. How about the counting of those who died from COVID? I was particularly outspoken about that because I was probably one of the few physicians who actually read the email that I got on Friday, April 3rd from the Department of Health. But it said in there specifically, if you think that COVID-19 might have been a contributing condition and you think it's reasonable, you can go ahead and put it down as a cause of death. Now, that's a huge, that's a huge paradigm shift for us because we have a box on the death certificates. It's box two. That's where you put contributing conditions, asthma, emphysema, heart disease, diabetes, tobacco. You put that there. But what you're obligated to put down as the cause of death, the underlying cause of death, is the CDC has said for decades, you need to do your best work to try to identify the initiating event that started the patient on their, if you will, pathway to their demise. We were now being told, Well, no, if the patient had had a stroke or a cancer, was on hospice, that doesn't matter. If COVID-19 was felt to be a contributing condition, go ahead and put it down as a cause of death. I said, hold it, hold it, hold it. 
that came up during my conversation with the board of medical practice the other day. And I was being interrogated on it. And I was shocked because I said, well, this has been demonstrated in state after state after state. Fauci has said it. Walensky has said it. European nations have said it. The Italian studies came out. So I was surprised that there was still concern that I might have been out of bounds as a physician by criticizing uh, the way we're counting. I told the Board of Medical Practice the other day, I said, we were probably in some cases undercounting as well. We probably had people, some people who were found dead in their apartment, dead in their homes, who had never really been attended to by a medical person. So they might have been recorded, their death might have been recorded as uh, perhaps uh, end-stage renal failure, perhaps it was uh, stage four lung cancer, but it it actually might have been. COVID, we'll, we'll never know in some of those situations, but we do know that when physicians are told to use a contributing condition as the underlying cause of death, that's a paradigm shift. These are the things that were happening, the tracing standards, the tracking standards, the using your phone whether you wanted to or not, the expansion of government, the immunization lottery programs. Here, take an immunization, we'll give you $100, we'll put you in a lottery, maybe you get a free college education or you get to go to the Vikings game free. These things became What's going on? And then we had the gain of function where Tony Fauci looked at America and said, no, we didn't do any gain, gain of function. Right. You know, one of the things where I, I want to I be really clear, Andrew, is I was wrong uh, plenty of times. And I was wrong when it came to um, the, the source of the, the COVID virus. Right. I, I thought right. that it was a spontaneous reassortment in nature, probably involving some sort of civic cat mm-hmm. and uh, a bat. And uh, the wet market there in Wuhan, it made sense. Robert Redfield was heading up the CDC, and, and he's, he indicated that, and many did. And Fauci told us, don't even think mm-hmm. about a lab leak. But it was about 15 months. Christian Anderson yep. and his whole, yep. yep. And and basically, I I said, you know, I I just I think that that probably just happened. It happens in with viruses. Fifteen months after the pandemic started, Robert Redfield is no longer ahead of the CDC, and he comes out and he says, I can no longer with confidence say that I think this virus right. came from a spontaneous reassortment. I think a lab leak is increasingly likely. At that point in time, I said to my wife, I said. I may well have been just dead wrong on this. Yeah. And so I went back to the books, started reading, 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 and now I think the likelihood is very great. Well, that this not just leak. you think that now, but the Department of Energy thinks it, and the FBI, and the FBI, uh, the head of the FBI, you know, obviously has come out and been quite forceful in his comments uh, ahead of the administration. Soon it's going to be everyone. There, there is no, if the FBI director is making that statement, there is little doubt as to the conclusion, as to the origin uh, that we believe here in the United States, the origin of COVID-19 was the Wuhan lab. And of course, it only makes sense. There are about eight to 10 different pointers directly to that Wuhan lab, and there are none that can connect it to a natural uh, evolution. We are talking to Dr. Scott Jensen, Republican gubernatorial candidate and physician. We're talking about COVID-19. We're talking about the things we got correct, the things we got wrong. We're looking in retrospect. And boy, there are a number of things that uh, public policymakers should be apologizing for. And they're simply not. Uh, We'll keep talking about it here on the Victory Hour after this short break. Stay with us uh, because uh, the discussion's only going to get more interesting. Thanks for joining us once again, coast to coast. Go to parkerdk.com during this short break, and you'll see an award-winning, well, some say, website there talking about the premier litigation firm in downtown Minneapolis, Parker Daniels Keyboard. And we're coming to you today from the Parker Daniels Keyboard studio. Give us a call. 651-289-4488. If we have time, we'll get you on the air. 651-289-4488. We'll be right back. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. How about this My Pillow guy? He turns his life around, invents a product that revolutionizes the sleep industry... But that is not enough. He launches a whole store of sleep and bath-related products. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. Not about the law, but rather about high-quality sleep, which translates into high-quality living. 
And there's nothing better for high-quality sleep than MyPillow Sleep Goods. And I'm not just talking pillows. I've got most of the MyPillow Sleep product line, from the 400 thread count bed sheets to the mattress topper to the waffle blankets, down comforters, and the sleepwear, all top quality. Go to MyPillow.com to place your order. Or call 1-800-334-8902. Get up to 66% off with the special offer code VICTORY. Up to 66% off on your entire order with the special offer code VICTORY. Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. And we are back. It's the Victory Hour. We're talking to Dr. Scott Jensen and... uh, Let me throw out a few facts here that we now know and people are starting to put together, even those in the administration and have to start to admit it's leaking out slowly. But it's very clear now that Senator Tom Cotton was correct when he was called a liar, misinformation, false, taken off Facebook, uh, Twitter, when he said the origin of COVID-19 was the Wuhan lab. They were engaged in gain-of-function research. Well, that's not true. That's a U.S. senator lying to you. Really? We now hear and know, uh, and we put together, three researchers from the very lab we're talking about in November of 2019 checked themselves in with a mysterious flu-like virus that was not the flu. It was something different, but it was serious. They all worked at the lab. The sort of research that could have resulted in COVID-19 release was worked on by a top scientist who spoke about it publicly. And then all of her information was locked down in China. And none of that information has been seen since. Many say it's been destroyed. Whether it has been or not, it has not seen the light of day. Natural immunity, on the other hand, had absolutely no connection. And even though a wet market existed a few hundred yards away, they're trying to claim that there somehow was a leap 
from uh, a bat into uh, the human population. And there just isn't support for it. And then you've got all the evidence about Dr. Fauci who commissioned a report that he later used to support his perspective uh, on the entire COVID-19. He wrote emails, and there was one in particular that talked about our number one objective is to kill this Wuhan lab theory. And he's writing to uh, 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 Dr. Collins about that. And what about the fact that uh, Christian Anderson first thought, yeah, this looks like it came from the Wuhan lab. But within a week, he completely changes his story. And then a week later, he gets a $9 million grant from the NIH headed by Dr. Fauci. Oh, and in that week, there was a phone conference with Dr. Fauci. And right afterwards is when he changed his story. It is now coming out, indeed, it was the Wuhan lab. So, Scott Jensen, I mean, who has something to gain here? That's a good point. And I ask myself, why am I sort of on the hot seat with this? Because that's a big deal. Why am I involved? And I think part of it is my natural inclination is to be skeptical, and we're taught to be skeptical in medical school. But I also am a real fan of context. And I think that right now, the lab leak is becoming more and more the, if you will, accepted likelihood that it did leak from a lab. But there's another chapter that we have to dig into because in the same way that I'm skeptical and I think context matters, I think having access to information is really what a lot of folks want to hear. They want to hear from people like that. They don't care if you have PhD or MD behind your name. They want to know, are you getting access to information? And I think we had the most interesting opportunity to learn something several months back when we had a life insurance executive come and tell us that they're extremely concerned about the number of 25 to 55 year old people dying and having claims on their life insurance. This is a big deal. All of a sudden, we're looking at, if you will, the number of deaths during a certain period of time and wondering, where did this excess number of deaths come from? And I think that this is something that really needs to be, if we will, drilled down into because we're having more and more people recognize that excess mortality, all-cause mortality, it isn't adding up. And we have to ask ourselves the question, why are so many young people dying? And it seems like that's the next one. This is the thing we're not supposed to talk about. All-cause mortality in excess of what would have been predicted. Ed Dowd has been on the social media platforms talking about it. Uh, I saw uh, Dr. Drew, uh, and they did an analysis of that. Uh, Peter McCullough has been talking about that. Harvey Reese, Ajay Budachara, John Ioannidis, John Scott Atlas. People are starting to ask the question, okay, we've talked about the origin We talked about all the policy decisions that went wrong. We know we need to have accountability. But now we're at this other place. We have to ask the question, why in 2021 and 2022 do we have this excess mortality affecting 25 to 45-year-olds, 25 to 55-year-olds? There's something screaming at us. And I feel like that's where we have to go next. We need to start listening. We need to start asking ourselves, what went on? And I think that there's an awful lot of people who have an idea about what went on, but they're hesitant because if they're a lawyer, they might get in trouble with their legal board. If they're a doctor, they might get in trouble with their medical board. We're seeing literally a squashing of the kind of open conversation that we need. to. The public square is being constrained artificially. And I know for a fact Andrew, that doctors are holding back. They're saying, I'm not going to put my job at risk. I am not going to put my practice in danger. And so I don't think this is, I just don't see any way 
that this is good for us as, as if you will, that beacon of a democratic republic. It seems to me like we're literally hanging by a thread. And thank the good Lord that you're speaking out and probably putting yourself at risk. Well, I'm, I'm raising the issues certainly as it relates to COVID. I'm raising issues as it relates to uh, our democracy and the counting of our vote and uh, whether we should be counting the vote by human hand and eye or whether we should be counting it by machines that can be hacked. And by doing that, yes, uh, you have had your medical license attacked and uh, attempts to take it away, and I have had now my law license uh, attacked, and I uh, plan on fighting that. I believe that the work that we did was not only appropriate, but was excellent. I disagree with the judicial decision uh, that was reached. I, I believe that it was um, incorrect. We are appealing that decision. But in terms of the board charge that we have received, we will fight that and fight it to the end. There is uh, uh, no basis, we believe, that for any uh, claim that any ethical rule or professional responsibility rule has been violated by our challenging electronic voting machines. We, uh, counting our vote as our claim, had nothing to do with any particular candidate challenging their election, any particular party. We're just saying everybody's vote should not be counted by uh, a machine. Andrew, could you comment on your feelings as a lawyer regarding the potential weaponization of a licensing authority, a government agency, whether you're a physician, whether you're a lawyer, whether you have a hair salon, whether you have a restaurant. It seems to me if they're willing to do it to me, they're willing to do it to anybody. No, that's absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're, we have a, uh, uh, a law firm here that's uh, significant in the, in the state of Minnesota, but it's, it's a small business. As, as you know, as, as many medical uh, uh, clinics are small businesses, others are larger, but regardless... Uh, there's a uh, there's a real impact if you speak out, but there are many other small businesses that you know were getting crushed by the lockdown, spoke out and got punished for it further, uh, in, including uh, having the police show up at their door, and so you know when that happens and the First Amendment is under such attack giving the strong arm of the law, more so the thumb of the government, uh, such weight and authority. We're all in trouble. We are all in trouble because it is simply, uh, you know, these lifelong bureaucrats oftentimes making decisions uh, that affect our day-to-day lives, and you're just to shut up and get in line. You know, that's that's actually why I wrote the book that I released last summer called We've Been Played, Exposing the Triad of Tyranny. I think many Americans have understood intrinsically the risk of an expanding, oversized government. But I think what we might be missing is the government has decided to take on a couple of partners. And one of the partners is big tech. They work hand in glove. But another one of the partners is big pharma. If you look at who's making the big donations to the politicians in D.C., nobody's more important than Big Pharma. When you look at who's made money off of the pandemic, I think that it was in 2021, Pfizer, in terms of gross revenues, made $35 billion from one product for which it had no liability. And people need to understand that that's larger than the entire general fund budget for a single year in Minnesota. So I think when we start looking at this kind of stuff, we've got to ask ourselves, what happens when big tech and big pharma and big government collude? That's why I wrote the book. If people want to read it, they can go to drscottjensenbook.com. Get that book. You know, not, there, there are a few topics more important. Uh, the cases that I'm handling for Mike Lindell right now are First Amendment cases. They are defamation First Amendment cases. Uh, They're trying to shut down speech. Whether Mike Lindell is correct or not uh, is an issue that will be debated, and we will bring that forth. But the real question is, regardless, does he have a right to speak out? And in this country, you do. In China, you don't. In North Korea, you don't. And some other countries around the world, you don't. 
But in this country, you do. And I am not going to allow the attack on, on my law license like you didn't allow the attack on your medical license uh, to stop you from speaking out, from being on the show today, from talking about and challenging some of the decisions uh, that are being made out there that, you know, quite frankly, don't make a lot of sense and are dangerous for our democracy. We'll be right back with Dr. Scott Jensen uh, for our final segment. And it's just starting to heat up, so make sure to stay with us. In this, uh, during this short break, go to MyPillow.com. Pick up some of the uh, great uh, bedwear that you find at MyPillow.com. Use the offer code VICTORY. That's right. Always VICTORY for up to 66% off. Go there now. And when you come back, you'll still have a little bit of time, but it's only a short break. To go to ParkerDK.com. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. Marriage within the black community is is few and far between. We collectively don't have very many examples of it. I've seen different brothers and sisters around me who dealt with um, having children out of wedlock, and I've seen the many ills that came with it. And I, I just knew that I didn't want that a part of my life, and I didn't want to um, subject my children to some of the things that I had to face. Marriage is not the end of a life. You know, it's the beginning of a life with someone else. It's one of the most difficult things in manhood, which therefore causes you to be a better man. Uh, it, uh, it allows you to graduate into manhood. I'm Kendall Qualls, and together we'll put our families on the road to prosperity. Learn more at TakeChargeMinnesota.com. TakeChargeMinnesota.com. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with some wise counsel and winning results. First, the counsel. Go to MyPillow.com and take a look at the outstanding extended product line that they have. We're talking top quality products. How do I know? Because I have them. Slippers and slip-ons, robes, towel sets, throw blankets and loungewear. All best in class. And when you're done taking care of yourself, take care of the dogs too. They have outstanding dog beds. Now for the winning results. Results happen once you order. So pick up your number two pencil and your yellow pad and jot this down. 1-800-334-8902. That's 1-800-334-8902. Or go to MyPillow.com. Place your complete order. And with the offer code VICTORY, you get up to 66% off. That's right. VICTORY for 66% off. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and thank you once again for tuning in coast-to-coast, live streaming, even across the sea to the state of Israel. I know they're listening today uh, in Israel as I talked to my son there earlier in the day today. And uh, we're talking to Dr. Scott Jensen. We've been talking about COVID. We've been talking about the impact uh, that 
the disease has had on everyone's lives, in part because of our response to the disease. You heard President Trump early on in the process say, uh, we've got to do these things, however, we want to make sure that the remedy is not worse than the illness itself. And that is a fine line to walk and difficult when you're dealing with mystery and science. But I'll tell you, Big Pharma does have a role in this. And Dr. Scott Jensen was talking about it on the other side of the break, and I want to touch back on that point. You remember when OxyContin was such a... uh, Uh, an enormous issue here in this country, killing people by the thousands due to prescriptions of that medication. And Purdue Pharma uh, was brought down as a result, in large part as a result of uh, the way in which they were pushing uh, that drug. Today, there is a common mantra Those who believe it say that it is the only uh, uh, way to look at the issue of remedy, and that is take the uh, vaccine and take it every year. Take it more than every year. Get the booster. Get this one, that one, and the next one. Uh, Is that the solution? And And I don't mean to denigrate it. Maybe it is. I think that the science right now is fairly well received that with the vaccine, you still will potentially transmit the disease. You still may get the disease. I think where the vaccine has the best data is in the frail elderly in terms of reducing the risk of hospitalization and death. I think the question is... What about a five-year-old? Well, I think that's the question. I, I think that there's a legitimate question as to... Can we do what we've been doing for the last 30 years and look to the VAERS program, which is co-administered by the CDC and the FDA? And that's sort of been the canary in the coal mine uh, for the FDA. And we look at side effects, deaths, disabilities, things like that. And when we look at the VAERS program, even the CDC has indicated that I think the deaths that have been reported, which is somewhere around twenty-five to 30,000, but it's not a causal relationship. It's an association time-wise. But the CDC has indicated that 20% of those deaths did occur within 48 hours of receiving the vaccine. Well, as a physician, I'm not in the business of vaccinating people who are sick. If I have someone come in and they've got pneumonia and uh, I'm going to put them on an antibiotic and their tetanus is behind their I don't give them the tetanus that day. I say, we're going to get you over your pneumonia, and then in three or four weeks, we'll give you the tetanus shot. So from my perspective, that's powerful data, the VAERS data. And I know that, yeah, you could say, well, you can have lay people reporting to the VAERS program. Well, that's true. But you also generally have perhaps physicians reporting one out of 10 times because it's a hassle. It's a lot of paperwork. And again, you're not reporting a causal relationship. You're you're basically reporting a a time-associated side effect. The bottom line is, I think physicians need to be talking with their patients. Patients shouldn't feel bullied. They shouldn't, they should not be put in the position where they feel like they will be abandoned if they don't make the choice that someone else wants them to make. Health freedom has to stand strong, and health freedom centers itself on autonomy. Very, very important. Informed consent. It's got to be confidential, and at the end, it's e pluribus unum. From many, one. From all the stakeholders, there's one that matters the most, and that's the patient. They get to champion their own care. They make their decisions. As important as freedom of speech is, health freedom is as important in this country, and decisions need to be made uh, by that patient. Thank you very much to Dr. Scott Jensen. Uh, Wonderful discussion once again on the Victory Hour, and thank you for joining us once again. Uh, regarding COVID-19. We'll be back next week, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the big issues of the day next week, 651-289-4488, and you've got that yellow pad and number two pencil. Pull it out next week and give us a call. Until then, I want to wish you all... AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. 
Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you looking for trusted insight and knowledge on how the eyes reflect the connection between health, lifestyle, sports, and nutrition? Tune into my show, Open Your Eyes Radio, Saturday at 9 a.m. with me, Dr. Kerry Gell. I'm an optometrist with more than three decades of experience, a keen interest in longevity and lifestyle, with a never-ending focus on the four basic principles of health, nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, and sleep. Listen and learn with me every Saturday at 9 a.m. here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.